Welcome to episode six of Carol at Christmas, a story told in 12 parts. Let's begin. Robin presses her magic pencil to the steno pad. Carol and Robin ride the couch behind young Carol and young Bo as they walk along a park path next to a lake, admiring the landscape and one another. Entranced with what she's watching, Carol forgets herself and stops fretting about falling. What's your favorite color? Ruby red. Yours? Midnight blue. Like the sky right now. And your eyes. Any frosty chill of caution she might have felt when she set out for the date has melted. They lean in close to one another, but before their lips meet, young Bo says, I have an idea. He takes her hand. The two run down the path. Robin's couch picks up its pace. Carol's awareness of her precarious position returns. Slow down! Robin's couch does not slow down. Carol closes her eyes. They halt outside a pretty white gazebo and land. Young Bo and young Carol are on the gazebo steps, panting. A movie theater bag of popcorn appears in Robin's hands. She offers some to Carol, who declines it, of course. Oh, I love this part. May I have this dance? Young Bo holds out his arms to young Carol as if they are in a proper ballroom. The two slow dance together. Aww, aren't they the sweetest? He pulls her in close. Robin lets out a satisfied sigh. <sighs> young Bo and young Carol kiss fairy tale style. Robin hands Carol the popcorn bag, takes a handkerchief from a pocket of her cardigan, dabs her eyes, and blows her nose into it. <laughs> oh, he was. You were. The two of you. Oh, so romantic. Robin tucks her handkerchief back into her pocket, looks at the scene with fondness. Then, back to the task at hand, she picks up her magic pencil and steno pad, and her couch whisks them away to young Carol's first apartment. It is modest. Robin parks her couch next to the small Christmas tree in the dining room slash living room of the place. Two presents are tucked beneath the tree. On the couch, Carol hides her face behind her hands. She knows this scene too well. She peeks through her fingers. Young Carol hands young Bo one of the presents. Carol crouches down behind the couch arm. The better to hide. Ugh. This is beyond embarrassing. Young Bo unwraps a book. On its cover are the words, Run, Block, Tackle, Your Guide to Gaining Yardage in Business. A man in his 40s with a football player's physique and a winning smile points from the cover. That's so thoughtful. Thank you. Carol peeks over the couch's arm. Young Bo hands young Carol her gift. She unwraps it to reveal a diamond and ruby necklace. It sparkles with extravagance. This is too much. How could... Oh no. Do you like it? It's gorgeous. Thank you. That wasn't so bad now, was it? Robin pats the seat beside her. Carol returns to the couch. Robin presses her magic pencil to her steno pad, and the two ride into a Clayton's holiday work party underway in a magnificent ballroom, decorated from floor to ceiling in holiday decor. Ornament-laden trees, poinsettias, wreaths, garlands, candles, ice sculptures, and of course, mistletoe. All in the room exude cheer. Two flutes full of champagne appear in Robin's hands. She gives one to Carol. Carol gulps it in one swig. Robin sips hers as they lower down to the ground. They are two Christmases from the last they witnessed. Young Carol sits between young Beau and young Mallory at the center front table. Sarah, Carol's sister, and Sarah's husband, Charles, are also at the table, as are Mrs. Clayton and Mr. Clayton, the warm in heart, generous in spirit, ready to retire owners of Clayton's. 
Mrs. Clayton excuses herself from the table. She takes her near-empty champagne flute and a spoon with her. Carol and Robin move from Robin's couch to the chair Mrs. Clayton abandoned. The clinking of glass with a spoon can be heard at the front of the room. Everyone's attention turns to Mrs. Clayton, who stands behind the podium clinking her glass next to the microphone set there for the occasion. Secrets are hard to keep in a business like ours with colleagues who feel like family. Oh, many of you know what I'm about to announce, but please pretend, please, please, that it's news so unexpected and so grand that you couldn't be more surprised if you'd won the lottery. The convivial crowd gathered exchanges knowing nods and chuckles as they imbibe their drinks full of cheer. Now with these two leaders at the store's helm, you have indeed won the lottery, everyone. Oh, you're probably not surprised, but remember, pretend. It is with great excitement that I pass the store key to. Mrs. Clayton holds up a large gold key. Young Carol and young Mallory look at one another, unable to contain the excitement in their eyes. To Carol Crumb and Mallory Jacobs. Come on up here, ladies. Come on. Young Carol and young Mallory stand to applause from the crowd. Young Beau puts an arm around young Carol. Crowd. Sarah looks over to her, admiring. Congratulations, big sis. Young Carol and young Mallory stand from their seats and wave at their colleagues. That's how they thought of them back then. They curtsy sweetly. Oh, ladies, please join me up here. The young women join Mrs. Clayton at the podium. Newspaper photographers flash pictures as she hands them the key. We couldn't be more honored to follow in Mrs. and Mr. Clayton's footsteps. We will dedicate ourselves to continuing on the course they've set. Starting tomorrow, tonight let's party like it's 1999. The DJ cranks the music. Young Mallory grabs a glass of champagne and the hand of a tall, handsome man as she makes her way to the dance floor. Most of those gathered follow her lead and dance. Even Mr. Clayton and Mrs. Clayton. Young Bo stands up. May I have this dance? Young Carol places her hand in the crook of his arm. Then she turns to her sister. Come on, Sarah. Charles, let's all get out there. Young Beau and young Carol dance together. So do Charles and Sarah, still sharing the seat Mrs. Clayton abandoned. Carol confides in Robin. We were so happy. You were. There isn't a rule that says you can't be happy again, you know? The two return to silence as they watch the action on the dance floor. I love you. Always have. Always will. Bo kisses her. The handsome young man Mallory dances with dips her. She cackles with glee. He pulls her up. She belches. Then she cackles more. He smiles, unbothered by her less than sophisticated behavior. I think I need another drink. Robin presses her magic pencil to her pad. She takes herself and Carol two years into the future. Between that night and where they land, young Carol and Mallory make headlines in the business section of the local newspapers and even some regional business magazines. Clayton's Key passed to Crum and Jacobs. Youngest department store owners boost Clayton's profits to record high. Clayton's renamed Crum and Jacobs. Carol and Robin ride Robin's couch into young Carol's living room slash dining room strewn with baby shower decorations and Christmas decorations that compete for attention. Young Carol is hosting a baby shower for a very pregnant Sarah. A dozen women sit snug, eating cupcakes, drinking punch, and ooing and eyeing at gifts. Young Mallory is among them. Robin picks up two cupcakes from the dessert and punch table. Robin offers a cupcake to Carol. Carol doesn't even see the cupcake. Or Robin, her eyes are fixed on her younger sister. Sarah, visibly tired, 
pushes through her exhaustion to express appreciation for each of the presents she opens. Young Carol sits next to her, making note of each gift and its giver on a notepad. Open mine! Young Carol hands Sarah what may be the most grandly wrapped baby shower gift of all time. Twelve stacked boxes, each one wrapped in a different yet coordinating paper and cutely contrasting bow. Each box angled just enough in the stack to show off the pretty bow and matching useful bobble that it's adorned with. A mix of rattles, hair accessories, and teethers. It stands at least three feet tall. Sarah unwraps each box, showing everyone in the crowd one designer baby outfit after the next. The first is for the baby's first days, and the last outfit is size 12 months. I'm going to run out of paper trying to write all of this down. Oh, Faith is going to be the most fashionable baby in town. I'll make sure of that. Thank you so much. You are the sweetest. I can't wait to put together an Easter basket for her. Oh, wait! She'll be here in time for Valentine's Day, won't she? We'll need to bring in an extra adorable line of Valentine's gifts for little ones this year. As young Mallory and Sarah hug, Robin checks in on Carol, who sits next to her, yet seems a world or two away. It was a lovely time. Carol does not smile. It was... Tears brim her eyes. Sarah loved the party. Did she? She looked so tired. I don't remember her looking so tired. She loved it, I promise. It was the last time you really saw her, wasn't it? Robin puts her magic pencil to her steno pad. Away Carol and Robin fly, the two dash through sliding glass doors into the emergency room waiting area. Not here. This is important. I can't do this. You can. The couch lands across from young Beau and young Carol. Both sit in chairs as miserable as the expressions they wear. A cheerful it's a girl bouquet of flowers and balloons sit between them, looking dressed for the wrong event. At the nurse's station, a boombox plays Christmas music. We have a special announcement for all you kids out there, young and old alike. Sightings of Santa's sleigh have been reported on the East Coast. Sarah's husband, Charles, enters the waiting area. She's Gone. Faith? Sarah. Sarah's gone. Faith? She's in the NICU. No. Young Carol sobs into young Bo's shoulder no. as he holds her tight. He extends an arm to Charles. The three embrace. Please. Robin hands Carol her handkerchief. It fills fast with Carol's tears. It wasn't your fault. Carol doesn't look at her. Her eyes don't lift from the floor. It wasn't Faith's fault, or Charlie's fault, or anyone's. Sometimes it's just a person's time. <laughs>